0: Hello and thank you for tuning in to Mum Talk, hosted by myself, Emma Jolin, mum to Amandine who was born in September 2018. If you are new here on this podcast, I share my journey as a mum from pregnancy to life with a baby, now toddler, sharing all the highs and all the lows. Not only am I joined by incredibly knowledgeable guests, some experts in their field, but also mums and dads sharing their experience of pregnancy and parenthood. As always, you can trust in Mum Talk to be honest, real and informative and provide plenty of nod along and me too moments. Wherever you may be, thank you for listening and enjoy being part of today's conversation. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Mum Talk series eight, episode six, And this week, you've got me. Um, You guys actually all requested a podcast with me. Uh, Well, many of you did, not all of you probably, but many of you requested a podcast with me this week, which is really nice. So I can chat to you about um, all the questions that you sent in, which was great, and topic recommendations, and uh, loads of you thinking about Christmas. I am as well. Hendrik, oh my God, definitely is. And of course, with lockdown starting tomorrow, which obviously means it's Wednesday today and I'm recording the podcast this morning. Yes, I am. I apologize hugely for the delay in getting this out to you. It's not a big delay, but a bit of one. Um, I just feel like ever since the news that we are going to go back into lockdown, it's been a little bit, not hectic because I wouldn't describe our lives as hectic right now, but it's just been um, a bit of a mental whirlwind, I think. Um, So I wanted to make sure that I was fully functioning to do the podcast, um, and give you my full attention. So here I am Wednesday morning. Um, and I hope that you haven't been waiting long to listen to the podcast. So, uh, what is going on? Well, right now I am sitting in our little study with the sun the sun beaming into the bedroom and it or into the room, and it is just lovely. It's so lovely sitting here with the sun on my face. So, I hope you're all enjoying the last day of um, I don't want to say freedom because it's not. And I had a wonderful email actually, I had a wonderful email which has brightened my day today. Because Amaldine's swimming has been cancelled and I'm sure all of you are finding very much the same, that your little one's activities have been cancelled if they're not necessarily at nursery. Um, And Amaldine was about to start forest school on just uh, one morning a week and that had been cancelled. But actually I got an email this morning saying it's not been cancelled because the rules have slightly changed, which I was keeping an eye on, um, that groups of 15 think child support groups essentially, which this falls under, um, can still happen. So I'm really, really happy about that. So we are going to still do forest school next week, which is really exciting, really exciting. So I, um, in pregnancy news, I have, I, I think I mentioned maybe that my scan was this week. I can't remember if I did, but it was meant to be yesterday. But actually, when I had my booking appointment with the midwife, she also raised the concern that she thought it was a little bit early. I thought it had been booked too early as well. I was 11 weeks and four days yesterday. And really, because um, I, I know I ovulated a bit later, I think my dates are very slightly off. But because that's so close to the limit of how early you can be before having the scan, I didn't want to end up having to go in twice, because as you will know, I've been in for a few scans already. So I asked if we could pop it back. So it is now next week on Thursday. So I won't be able to give you an update next week, but I'll be able to give you an update the week after, which will be nice. Um, and perhaps share the news a little bit wider, which will be really nice. So in how I've been feeling, lots of you asking how I'm feeling, which is lovely, thank you. I touch wood. I'm sitting at a wood desk right now. So I'll just touch that quickly. Touch wood. I feel like I have a little bit more energy, which is highly refreshing. And I also feel a little less nauseous. Although saying that two days ago, I did actually throw up. It was in the morning, which is the first time, but this is exactly, if you've been a podcast listener since the very beginning with Amandine, this is exactly what happened with Amandine. So I threw up, and then the sickness kind of started to die away. But that was a little bit later with Amandine. That was around 14, 15 weeks. Um, so I'm hoping, because it's been a 100 times more intense, the sickness, than it was with Amandine, I'm really hoping that maybe I'll get let off the hook a little bit earlier. Yeah. Um, it has just been 24 seven continuous nausea. And actually everyone that I've spoken to about it with their second has said that it's very much been the same for them. Um, second baby nausea has always been worse. So I don't know if a lot of you can um, feel the same, but it's definitely been my experience. Although I, I'm not complaining because so, so many women have it a lot, lot worse. So Hendrik has taken Alondine out to Bicton, which is um, kind of like a garden, but they have an absolute fantastic play area, outside play area for kids. And Hendrik's taken her there for the day. I, of course, this morning was like, right, let's go out for lunch because it's the last time that we can actually do it for a month. We don't go out for lunch or dinner ever. It's just not. It's just not something that we do. It's something I would very much like to do, but Hendrik does not like to do it. Um, so we don't do it just like staying in hotels. I very much like to do those things. Hendrik very much does not. So we end up not doing it. But I really wanted just, I don't know, one lunchtime just let off from cooking or let off from having to think about food. And I was like, right, let's go and have lunch out. it be really, really lovely. It's the last time we can do it. That was my idea of a nice kind of after, morning, afternoon, before lockdown. Hendrik, on the other hand, was like, well, I want to do something for my daughter because I'm so selfless. So I'm going to take her to Picton. I was like, okay, make me, make me out to look like a bad mother um, or feel like a bad mother. Anyway, so he's gone off to do that. I obviously lost my lovely lunch um, in the sunshine out for the last time, so we won't go before Christmas, because the place that we really like to go, if we are going to spend money, um, is always ramo before Christmas, but I'm sure it won't be, maybe, I don't know, who knows what's going to happen on the 2nd of December. Anyway, I wanted to keep this podcast short and sweet, because I want to focus on your questions, um, because I think we're all going to be relatively tight for time, potentially, <laughs> with little ones around, um in this second lockdown. So I want to get your questions answered. And then we can always, I really am going to try and be better at social media. I'm so rubbish. I use social media for connection. And I know that you guys do too. And I love connecting with everybody. I have just been so exhausted recently. And I I mean, that's the only excuse I have actually, but I really, really want to get connecting back with you guys. Um, I'm going to make more of an effort. So I'm sorry. And we can connect and chat more on there as well. Because I know that the podcast is a very one way thing, which is not, not intentional really. Anyway, so let's get your questions answered. So I am going to start with seeing as we're on the topic of lockdown, entertaining ourselves and babies all day in lockdown without feeling my brain melt. And I so, so understand you because I kind of feel like this, even when we're not in lockdown. So in lockdown last year, last year, it was not last year, it was this year, in lockdown 1.0, we did kiddie yoga. That's fun, actually. That's really fun. And I just, uh, there's some which you can follow along online. um, If you just, I don't know, YouTube kids yoga or something, that can be just really fun. It passes time. It's a bit of a giggle. They get to make funny moves with their bodies. You can enjoy it. It's really good. I mean, I know I am biased because I'm a yoga teacher, but it's really fun. I, I really enjoy doing that with Amandine. We're going to do way more than we did in last lockdown. Arts and crafts, obviously. Um, In fact, I meant, remind me, I meant to go to Dunelm this afternoon or somewhere like that to get, you know, that plasticky material for tablecloths, um, which you can just literally wipe down. And I thought that would be a great thing to have, to just have on the floor. And then Amandine can paint on the floor. She can do whatever she wants to do. We can do our baking on it. Um, Obviously not at the same time as painting, but I thought that would be quite fun. The other thing that Amandine absolutely adores doing right now is tea parties. So we set up her little teddies in a little circle and um, just get her a couple of mugs from the kitchen or some of her plastic beakers, whatever. Um, and then we have a little tea party and sometimes we get Kwame involved, which is her grandma in France. And we put her on FaceTime and put her next to one of the teddies, which is really fun. Obviously, if you've got multiple devices, you could get more than one grandma on at a time or something. I don't know. Or you don't even need multiple devices these days, so you? You can just, um do a multiple FaceTime call or something like that. Uh, so that's really fun. She loves doing that. And in fact, whilst I'm on the topic of uh, tea parties, Hendrik has just bought her a tea party set. It's actually quite an expensive one from, I think it's from the White Company, but it's really cute. It's wooden. It's got, it, it's kind of a above and beyond tea set. <laughs> it's got uh, little saucers, cups, uh, spoons, actual tea bags, but wooden ones, obviously. It's got a tea bag holder. I think there's a teapot. That'd be handy if there was a teapot. Or maybe not, actually. Maybe it's just the tea bag into the cup. I, I don't use a teapot these days. Um, he's bought her that one because it's not for Christmas, actually. It is in the hope that it will spur her on to do a bit of potty training. So Alondine is now two and two months, um, today, two months today. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're kind of slacking on that. She's definitely ready. And I know some people might say, well, maybe she's just not ready. She's probably, you know, she's probably just not ready. She is definitely ready. She's just rebelling. And now her sleep is a little bit back on. I'll come back to that question. But now her sleep is a little bit back on track. I feel that we can attack this anyway. So Hendrik has his sim um, in Gatwick for four days next week. So in my head, I'm like, right, I can do this. Four days, we're going to be at home in lockdown. Hendrik's away. Um, Hendrik's sim class is classes. is is classed as, sorry, work, work, but just, um, work that he's not able to do from home. Um, it is a bit rubbish that he has to stay away and a bit rubbish that he has to stay in a hotel, but we we'll, when he gets back, we're still going to be in lockdown. So we can very easily self-isolate all of us together for 14 days or whatever. I, I don't actually technically think he needs to do that, but that's what we'll do anyway, just to be safe. Um, so yeah, that is my hope that I can be like, right, I can do this. I can tackle this by myself. I feel like sometimes these things are easier when it's just one of you asking something of your little one. Um, Personally, this sounds awful, doesn't it? But personally, I find parenting Amandine for things like that easier when it's just me um, because Hendrik and I have very, well, we don't have very different ways of doing things, but we do have different ways of doing things. And I think when you're getting multiple uh, variations of, you know, what am I meant to be doing? Then, um, it can be quite challenging for the little one. Anyway, so yes, that's what we're going to try and hope that if Amaldine is potty trained by the time she gets, uh, Hendrik gets back, then he's going to bring that present back with him from work. Um, walks. Oh my goodness. Walks, 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 walks saved us in last lockdown. Absolutely saved us. Obviously we live in a very lucky place where we can walk from home and get into the countryside very easily and it's lovely or we can take a very short drive literally like seven minutes and we're up on a really beautiful um common where the royal marines train and we go up there quite a lot I'm sure it will be very very busy in lockdown but we do have the ability to do that and I found walking with Amandine really tricky in early pregnancy because i was obviously advised to not um pick amaldine up which when we're out for a walk and she gets tired she just wants that she hates going on my shoulders that was never really an option but she just wants to go into a side carry which is carrying on your hip and that was really really awkward so we ended up doing really really short walks um literally just around the house which as you guys know I love walking, so that never really did it for me. Um, anyway, I was very, very kindly sent a out-and-about nipper, single nipper. Now, they're one of the best, um, they're really renowned for their double buggies, or I've seen them a lot around and about for their double buggy, buggies, the nipper double. Um, but I was sent this single, obviously, because we don't need a double. And it is it is brilliant. I literally cannot sing its praises enough. Um, It's absolutely fantastic. So it's a three-wheeler and I've never ever tried a Three-wheeler buggy before, and it has air-filled tyres rather than um, plastic tyres or you know ones without air. It has air-filled tyres and it has suspension, and it just makes all of the difference. So now when we go for a walk, I've started even if she's not in it straight away, I've started taking the buggy with me, and I have to say, I, I mean, I am so impressed with it. I took it down to my mum's as well, um, and we really, really put it through its paces on the beach. We went up this really rocky um, kind of cliff cliff path. It, that sounds dangerous, doesn't it? But it really wasn't dangerous. Um, it was inland, set away from the cliff. It was just we call it the cliff path, um, and it was just absolutely fantastic. There was nothing that where it got stuck. And I have to say, if you haven't, tr- if you want to get out and about over lockdown, I, and your buggy isn't up to it, you've got a four wheeler or you know, you have a smaller pram and you're in the country or you want to go on some um, slightly more all-terrain routes, this is a true all-terrain buggy. I really am so impressed you can also have it from newborn so it's carry cot compatible I'll tell you a little bit about it because I said to out and about that I would because I was so so impressed with the buggy that I want to share it with you guys and this just seems like a perfect moment so I will do it now um but it's carry cot compatible so you can have it from newborn also car seat compatible so you can click your car seat into it Um, it has the lockable, so it has three wheels, but the front wheel is a 360 wheel. So if you go into a shopping or if you're doing a tight maneuver or something, it's not, it's not too big for, um, for that, you can literally, it literally swivels on its, on itself and um, the width of the but the width and length of the buggy, it literally swivels on itself. It's brilliant, but that locks. So, if you're going over really tough terrain, or when we were going up the rocky um, path, we locked the front wheel. It's so simple, there's just a little knob at the top of the wheel, and you just pull it out or you push it into whichever one um, to lock it or unlock it. And it was so so easy, so it's so easy to change. It's so easy to fold. I didn't know a buggy could be that easy to fold. It's so easy. And to put back up again, it's so easy. Uh, all of the wheels are removable. So if you have a small car, it goes in our mini, goes in the back of our mini, obviously goes in the back of our longer car, but I just have to take the two back wheels off. I can leave the big wheel on the front. Um, it has suspension. So when you're going over a Rocky or a gravel or a, uh, a woodland path it's silent, whereas our other buggies rattle, <laughs> it is silent, absolutely silent, and Amaldine's so comfortable, and what I really like about it is when Amaldine's sitting in it, she's low, she's really low to the ground, which I think is is very different with the bugaboo, for instance, um which is also really good off road, but nothing like this this is a this is a proper all terrain buggy um it's Amaldine sits really low and It helps so much when you're pushing the buggy, um, having their center of gravity a lot, lot lower. Um, It's brilliant. You can recline it all the way back. You can pull a little, there's a little toggle at the back and then the seat section just reclines all the way back. It's got a hood. One thing that I would say for newborns, if you've got newborns in there, I don't know if this is different with the carry cot. The carry cot's different, obviously, but if you have a young one in there and they're sleeping, so maybe just not newborns, but if you have a young toddler in there and they're sleeping, the sun canopy makes a, a, a really quite a loud noise, pulling it forward and pulling it back. And also there's a little peekaboo hole so you can see your little one because it's it's only forward facing. Um, and when you lift it up, that's Velcro. So they're two noisy, quite noisy things, And um, which obviously if your child's sleeping, it would probably, I know it would wake up Amandine if she was sleeping. So I just have to remember that if Amandine ever takes a nap in there, I need to have already pulled the sunshade down, which to be honest, you probably would anyway, um, unless they fall asleep on the go. And then I guess it's just up to you whether you pull it. Um, what else can I say? The handlebar is completely adjustable. So you can have, it doesn't pull up. So with a lot of buggies, they kind of lengthen, don't they, in pulling up. But this one just tilts. And actually it does make quite a lot of difference. I'm a lot shorter than Hendrick is, as you guys know. Um, but just Hendrik having that ability just to tilt it up, whereas I tilt it down, um, does make a lot of difference. It's really light when you fold it or if you need to lift it over a, I don't know, a style or something when you're out walking. Um, it's really light, so you can do that. Um, what else can I say? It has a bumper bar which is padded. Um, it has a sh- It has like a little shopping pouch at the back, which again is open and closed by like, a, um, an elasticated toggle type thing. Um, it's, it's plenty for all you need. I mean, it's plenty for all we need with Amandine cause we don't take a big rucksack out anymore. We don't need to do that. We literally just have the rain cover in there, a spare fleece, maybe her hat, a water and some snacks. And there's plenty in there. I think you can also buy like a, an extra for the bag to go for another bag to go underneath. But it really has surpassed my expectations of it. I honestly didn't think it would be this game-changing for me with Amandine. Because, um, I mean, I, even if I go out with her and her bike, I literally can just balance the bike on top. If she wants to walk, she doesn't want to use her bike. I can just shove the bike on top. It stays there. It's brilliant. <laughs> um, and I can just shove her in and out of the pram. And if we go, if she wants to walk and we go on a really off-roady bit or... Um, we go through a forest or something like that. It just handles it so, so, so brilliantly. Um, I'm really impressed. So if you are looking to get out and about this lockdown, um, or even if you're just looking for a buggy, which is going to suit your outdoor lifestyle, I highly recommend having a look at out and about. It's spelt O-U-T space N and then space about. Um have a look. And also the price point is brilliant for what you're getting. The price point is great. It's under 300 pounds, um, if just for the buggy. So that obviously doesn't include the carry cot or any newborn sets or anything like that. But if you're after just the buggy for a toddler, or you can use it from a newborn in the lie flat position, um, I highly recommend having a look. So I'll give you the website link. Um, it is, just out and about.com really easy and it's called a nipper single that's what we have and we have it in the raven black which I absolutely love it is already super muddy because of all the rain we've taken it out Oh, the rain cover I have to say last thing okay and then I'll stop going on about how much I love this buggy but the, the rain cover is the best and the easiest rain cover I have ever put on a buggy I'm not going to compare it to any particular other buggy, but you know, the ones that I have. <laughs> so, um, it is just brilliant. We were out at Torcross, um, near Slapton and my mum and I got caught in the biggest rainstorm. We literally had seconds to put this rain cover on. I'd never used it before. It was all folded up nicely. I pulled it apart and it was very obvious which was the front, and there's just an elasticated popper that just goes underneath the front um, wheel, and then the rest of it just drapes over, and there's a few little velcros, and it covers the entire pram. Um, Amandine was super happy in it. It was just it's so easy. It was so easy. And you don't want to be faffing with rain covers, and I have spent a lot of time getting wet trying to faff with rain covers. So I do have to take my hat off to Out and About for figuring that one out because they have, and it's brilliant. Okay. I'm going to move on. Um, but if you have any other questions on the buggy, then definitely let me know about them. Um, if I don't know the answer, I can always, always put you in contact with someone at Out and About who can help you. Um, okay. I'll, I'll move on. I'll move on because you know how much I like going on about things that I really, really enjoy. Okay, so what else did we do? Um, Oh, quiet time. So during lockdown, quiet time. Um, Quiet time. So we read a lot of books. Amaldine loves to read books, but I think it's a really good idea in lockdown to actually not only have some quiet time for you, so if you're lucky enough and you have a little one that naps still, um, then keep going with... um, make sure you schedule in some quiet time for you, but also quiet time for the both of you. So maybe you want to read a book yourself and then give your little one a read, a book to read. So Amandine loves to imitate at the moment. So if I go and get my book, she'll go and get her book. I'm yet to do this by the way, but this is what I imagine in my head. Also, I think it'll work because when I go and get one of her books to read to her, she'll also go and get another one. Um, or when I'm reading her a book at night time, she'll say, mum, I'll read this one. I read this one, which is really cute. So we're going to do some scheduled quiet time. Obviously there'll be loads more screen time, but that's just the time of year and also comes with lockdown. Don't beat yourself up about that. I'm definitely not beating myself up about it. And to be honest, it doesn't even take lockdown for me to have to do that. A couple of days ago, I was really, this is when I had a big boost of energy and I was really cleaning out um, so I was stressing about, this is ridiculous, isn't it? I haven't even had my 12 week scan, but I was stressing because the room that's going to be the baby's room for everything, cross fingers, is fine, is currently a guest bedroom, which actually I sleep in, um, because obviously I have to pee like six times a night and Hendrik can't be dealing with that. So <laughs> until that passes or <laughs> 18 months down the line, <laughs> we'll finally sleep in the same bedroom together but uh, i was stressing about this um, the amount of stuff i'd shoved under that bed and when that bed goes which is heartbreaking because i adore that bed but when that bed goes um I will have to get rid of the stuff or find another home for it. Anyway, so when I had my moment of energy, I cleared out under the bed and all that's under there now is the stuff that is fine to be out, like her next-to-me crib. Um, we don't know the sex, by the way. I was referring to Amaldine. So the next-to-me crib, we will find out. And then I will tell you. We will find out. Um, or I think I'll tell you. I'm sure I'll t- i I should probably check that with Hendrik, but I'm sure I'll tell you. <laughs> um why am i te- why am i telling you this i was telling you about quiet time and then i got onto stuff under the bed and i can't remember why <laughs> i'm really sorry i can't remember why i was clearing out stuff uh i don't remember how i got onto this topic so i better move on to another <laughs> another question okay i'm going to move on to another question festive fun because this relates to what we can do with our kids because it's it's november right so i think it's absolutely fine to start embracing christmas plenty of time to um, perfect your Christmas biscuits and perfect your Christmas icing. That's what I'm telling myself in my head is I have loads of time now to sort out the biscuit recipe, shortbread recipe, and Amaldine can perfect her icing skills. So cookies, get some nice fun cutters or something like that to do the cookies with. And Amaldine loved doing that last year. So I'm definitely going to get her doing that this year. I think it'd be so much fun. I'm not very good with mess, so I just need to prepare myself, put her in old clothes, put me, or or, or, you know, clothes that wash well or something, and put myself in relatively old clothes and just have a lot of patience that particular day. Um, Paper chains. I loved making paper chains and paper lanterns when I was little, so I want to embrace that with Amaldine this year. Uh, Land, yeah, lanterns. Oh, yes, I wanted to tell you about these brilliant lanterns that Hendrik found on online somewhere. I'll try and find them for you. I'll take a picture uh, when we use them tonight, but they're brilliant. They're like little sun and moon lanterns. And then you buy this pole that has a light on the end. And Amandine just loves walking around the house in the dark with these lanterns. And Hendrik leads the way, and then I lead the way, and then Amandine leads the way, and it kills a lot of time. And it's really good fun. Um, Hendrik used to do it with real candles because he's a little bit older um, when, when he was little in France. So he's trying to relive a little bit of his childhood, which is really cute, but I think it's a great idea. Uh, writing Christmas notes to Santa, of course. So Hendrik, being half German and French, they leave a slipper outside their door on the 6th of December and, or on the night of the 5th. Is it the night of the fifth? I think so. And then on the sixth in that slipper they put their note to Santa Um or Père Noël, and it has what they would like for Christmas on it. Um and in return they get um I think it's like I think it's a saxuma and an advent calendar, so they don't get their ad- well, this is Hendrix family, their advent calendar until the sixth, um, uh, which is great. You get six days of chocolate if you have a chocolate advent calendar, which actually Hendrik doesn't, they have the ones without chocolate, which I never understood. Um, and they get, I, I don't know if they get a little gift or something or whether that's just the advent calendar, I don't remember, but we're going to take, we're going to do that. So Amandine needs to write a really lovely note to Santa. So I thought that would be quite fun. And then I thought she could also do some pictures or something and, um, yeah, we'll do that. Uh, coloring over leaves. So I actually saw this when I was browsing Instagram the other day, um, getting a leaf, putting paper over it, and then using a wax crayon or something else to color over the top. That looks really fun. Uh, and reading lots of Santa books, obviously, um, before lockdown last week, week before we have a local garden center, Otter Nurseries, which is just absolutely brilliant at Christmas. And they have singing penguins, And that's Amaldine's favorite thing to do is to go and listen to the singing penguins. So that's what we did also. So I'm very much hoping that we can revisit that post lockdown. Um, Okay, right. Seeing as we're on Christmas, um, why don't we go to Christmas presents? Um, If you guys hate Christmas, I'm really, really sorry that this has turned into a bit of a Christmas podcast, hasn't it? Um, Okay, Christmas presents obviously this is slightly aimed towards girls because I have a girl so it's a bit easier for me to do girls but I'll try and come up actually Hendrik came up with some boy ones okay so bike obviously you guys know we love our I can never say it our womb bike it's w-o-o-m I've linked it have I linked it I'm not sure if I have. So I it was on my Instagram, but it's just yeah, it's W-O-O-M Bikes. We bought it from the Little Bike Company. They're the UK exclusive distributor of room bikes. Um, Amaldine loves it, loves it, loves it, loves it. It's a balanced bike, highly recommend it. It's expensive, yes, but I do believe that it's an investment if you're gonna have um more than one kid. I do think it's an investment. A duplo 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 lego Alanine loves the stuff so she got a really small little duplo type box which is almost like a scene and then the the box is almost like a scene and then in the box you have all the duplo it was a birthday party scene she got it for her birthday from her great aunt and um although my auntie will kill me for saying great aunt but my great-aunt and uh, Alandine's great-aunt even, she got it and she loves it. So I think we're going to get her the Duplo Lego Zoo set, which has elephants and monkeys and all sorts of things. So she really, really, really enjoys it. Tea set would be a good thing. Doll, especially, I think, if you're pregnant or you're welcoming a new little one into the family. I think dolls are a really good thing um, to get your little ones. I may ask my sister to get Amaldine a doll or something. I adore the Ollie and Ella dolls. I think they're really cute. Um, but they sell out so quickly and they are quite expensive. Um, a mini suitcase. So we're, we're going to get Amaldine a little suitcase because her, my carry potty, I think it's called, um, is, (laughs) she thinks it's a suitcase, which is really funny. Um, but she loves it. She absolutely loves it. And we thought we'd get her a little suitcase. What else? Oh, okay. So Hendrix says you have to Google this, but it's called a don't touch useless box. And it's, it's this box, which if you touch the top, I think if you touch the top, then it opens and these little cats try and reach for you or something. It's quite sweet. Um, but yeah, Google don't touch useless box and you should be able to, it should come up a doll's house. I think two plus is a quite a nice age for a doll's house. Um, obviously, well, maybe boys as well, actually. But Hendrick came up with a car garage instead of a doll's house. This is really, really gender specific and, and, and stereotypical, isn't it? But sorry, um, a car garage. Amandine, well, Amandine plays with Hendrick's 42-year-old car garage at home. It's a really old Fisher-Price car garage. Well, it's 42 years old. Um and she loves it. She loves it. She's got loads of cars. Um, Brio, Amaldine's got some brio, she really enjoys it. I think we got it for her when she was under two. Um, we've actually put it away for now. We're gonna bring it back down again, I'm sure, after Christmas. But um, she really enjoys playing with it, but it is definitely supervised play um to kind of teach her what how to use it and stuff. Walkie Talkies, I think are great for girls or boys. Amandine would love Walkie Talkies. We think she's a little bit young, but I still think it's a great present, Walkie Talkies like um, a keyboard or a music mat, something like that. Obviously not like a really expensive keyboard, but um, there are these books that have little keyboards on, or that's the favorite thing Amaldine loves to play with at the garden centers. They have this book section and one of the books has a little keyboard on, it's really cool. Um, Or you can get proper little mini pianos, can't you? Um, Which are quite fun. Uh, Books, I think obviously make great, great presents. So that's probably, that's probably enough. I also have a question on uh, play and toy recommendations. So I've obviously mentioned quite a few things like tea parties that Amandine's really enjoyed doing, going out on her bike. She really enjoys doing this could be another present idea as well. So Amandine loves small little things that she can put into lots of small little bags that with zips. And I think Grappat toys are really good for this. So um, what's the name of the company that I got them from? 100 toys, I think is the company. Um, they sell lots of grappat toys. They're just little wooden, um, really beautiful, eco-friendly, um, toys and they're lovely and they kind of do, yeah, Amandine loves playing with the little trinkets. Um, and you could just use any old zippy little bags that you have around the house, um, you know, that you've been given freebies in or, We have loads of little things like that around the house. So we've just gathered them all together and she enjoys doing that magnetic fishing game. She loves playing with that and it's really great for her um, fine skills. So... Um, that's a good, fun toy to play with. And of course, Duplo, which I mentioned before, she's, that's her, probably her favorite thing right now is her Duplo. She's, that's always her go-to. And also the Timio, I put it on my Instagram quite a while ago. Um, but the Timio is like a, I don't know how to explain it, but just Google it. But it's essentially, it comes, it's, it's one, I really don't know how to explain it, do I? It's one... Small electronic unit essentially, there's no screen. It has um, all of these covers that you put on top of the unit essentially. Um, And maybe the cover has fruits on, or songs on, or stories on. And Almondine just presses one or has animals on, so she'll press on the zebra. You can change the language, I think it's programmed to have like 30 different languages. Um, So we use it for Almondine's French, so she's learning all of the animals, all of the fruits, the times, the numbers, the colours, all in French. And she just goes and takes herself off into that little corner and she just sits and she plays with her timio. Or she'll lie down on the seat and she'll listen to a story in French. And um, or there's a Christmas one where, you know, there's Rudolph the red Nose Reindeer and the person singing it in French, that kind of stuff is really, really good. I, I would highly recommend it. It's very expensive, but it it's it's something you would expect to be expensive. Um, and when you get it, you kind of realize why it's so expensive. I guess it's a bit like the bike, really. You, you realize once you have it why it's so expensive, because it's really beautifully and uh, well-made. Okay, let's move on. Uh, did you do anything for Halloween? No, oh, it's it's I'm really boring. We did. I mean, we carved pumpkins and we went to go and get some pumpkins. Amaldine hated every second of going to get pumpkins because it was pouring with rain. Um, <laughs> I think Hendrik definitely enjoyed it way more than Amaldine did. Um, I take photos of all these things, but I just don't share them because I don't really know if that's things that you want to see on Mum Talk Instagram, and I haven't really gone back to my Emma Jolan Instagram yet. I will, I will, I just haven't yet. Um, we carved pumpkins, it's not a holiday I have ever celebrated with my family, my dad really didn't like it, uh, my mum, probably because my dad didn't like it, just we just never did anything, We didn't, We didn't. we never even carved pumpkins, I think I've carved pumpkins twice in my life, one of them being a couple of weekends ago Um, in fact we only just cleared our pumpkins out and it was gross we didn't realise they were going mouldy sitting around our fireplace Um, and now our fireplace has gone a bit rusty which isn't ideal uh what else have we got here um what are you doing to make amandine wake up later in the morning oh my goodness so not a peep is the not another peep sorry hattie who we've been working with um she's been absolutely brilliant and in fact the initial suggestions that she made were game changing for us so this, i did a big sleep podcast with her last week and then the week before that was me talking about what we'd done with amandine's sleep and i have to say yeah the difference is huge so what have we done? We made bedtime routine a lot more specific. So when we're downstairs, we tell Amandine what's about to happen. We um, we then go upstairs. She's very aware that she needs to brush her teeth, get into her PJs, have her nappy changed. We then say to her, we really explain to her, right, we're going to read two books tonight and I'm going to read you one song. Then you're going to roll over. Close your eyes, get cozy, snuggle your teddy, and then you're going to go to sleep. And really, that explanation, taking that time to slowly explain to her what's about to happen, has made a huge difference. Um, we put her to bed probably around 20 past seven. We've really found for Amaldine the perfect time is about 20 past seven. Over the last couple of days, she's actually been waking up earlier, but that's because I did take her down to my mum's and we spent a couple of nights at my mum's before um, lockdown. Uh, so it's just very slightly mess things up. But before she was waking up at about ten to seven. But at ten past six, she wakes up and she calls out and she just goes, "Mama, Mama, open the door, Mama, get out of bed." I'm not even kidding you. This is what she says, um, "Mama, Mama, Mama," and literally she does not stop. But we have specifically said, right, we're not getting her until seven. So originally we started getting her at half past six, then we'd 10 minutes later, 6.40, then uh, 6.50, 10 to seven, and now seven o'clock. Seven o'clock is a fine time. So we get her out of bed at seven o'clock. So she does start, and the two nights before I went to my mum's, she was waiting until seven o'clock. So she's not getting upset. She just, you know, she just wants to start the day. It's exciting, but I do not want to start the day at 630 Um, even though it's a fine time, I just (laughs) I don't want to start the day at six thirty. And she's totally fine. So yeah, it's been brilliant, but I highly, highly recommend listening to last week's podcast with Hattie because she sheds a lot of light on potential problems that a lot of little toddlers have right now, um, with sleep and reasons behind it. So I I would absolutely have a listen to that podcast. Relationships with toddlers in lockdown. Oh, this is a really difficult question because I I um, yeah, I really, I can understand. I think every, every mum, every parent's going to understand relationships with toddlers are tricky during lockdown because we're on edge, you know, we're spending so much time, you know, with our little ones and so much time with our partners, potentially, you know, I'm spending so much time with Hendrick. It's It's really not normal what we're going through at the moment, you know, Hendrik and I are not designed to spend this much time with each other. <laughs> I'm just gonna say that this is not what we're designed. This is not designed for our relationship lockdowns. Um, Hendrik's obviously not really working, so it's it's very difficult. <laughs> and I and I kind of think that with our toddlers as well. And they're getting antsy. They want to be doing stuff. They want to be with their friends potentially. Um, you know, if they've if they've been having things like that taken away from them, groups and and whatnot. I think all we can do is really make space for that time. So make space for that time for you to just check out, to have some quiet time. We all need quiet time, whether we think we do or not. We all need some quiet time and have something in the evening for you to look forward to, whether it's a bath or reading some books or watching a movie that you've really wanted to watch or just literally lying flat on the sofa and watching Netflix and eating chocolate have something to look forward to at the end of the day. Um, I think is, is really key. And you know, if you if you look after yourself during lockdown, I truly believe that that will translate into how you look after your toddler and how your toddler responds and reacts to you. Because if you look after you, you'll be generally more happy, um, when you're around your toddler, but yeah, it's a really, really difficult one. Um, yeah, I can tell you more after lockdown. <laughs> um so sleep um so yeah another question on sleep definitely listen to last week and the weeks before podcast uh, and also whether the kids will share rooms so I'm going to assume you're talking about Analdine and potentially brother and sister no so I don't think so not to begin with um I have really really fond memories of sharing bedrooms with my sister but I think in the beginning I want to allow Amaldine to have that independence still and to not kind of. We have the space. Uh, we will lose our only guest room, but we, we don't really have guests. So we, we, we will lose the space, but I think for now, um, no. But it may well be that when they're older, they choose to share rooms or they want to share rooms, or maybe Amaldine will want to share her room with her younger brother or sister, and then we will do that. It's all very movable um and i i'm not set on any particular thing in fact i read something the other day um someone put it on their instagram i think it was um oh god what was it it was something like i'm really pleased that i don't have the life i thought i wanted or something like that and i really feel like even though that doesn't you know word for word translate into what i'm talking about now I really believe that that's so interchangeable in lots and lots of different scenarios. And I think that's the same with, with this in that you, you know what I mean? You know what I I mean? I don't need to go explain that anymore. Uh, becoming a parent of a newborn and a toddler. My little girl is three and I'm currently 29 plus four weeks pregnant. Oh, congratulations. I can't really answer this right now because I, I'm not doing it yet. Um, but I i am guessing maybe you're a bit nervous, as am I. <laughs> and as is definitely Hendrik. Hendrick's like, how can I possibly love another child? It's just not going to be possible. I just don't understand, especially if it's a boy. There's no way I'm going to be able to love a boy because I'm going to know that he's going to be a little shit like I was when I was a child. <laughs> it's a great way to start, isn't it? But that's, that's honestly how he feels. Um, and I mean i'm I'm a little bit the same, like how can you possibly love another child? but I literally think every parent feels like that when they're bringing another one into the world, let alone if you have three kids um, so, I was actually asking, and Hattie and I did talk about it on the sleep podcast, I was more concerned about sleep, and how, you know, when Amaldine's done napping, and you're probably the same with if your little girl's three, and then bringing a newborn in, how's that going to work? Because obviously you still want your toddler to be out and about doing things, and maybe they're not at nursery yet, or maybe they won't be starting school yet, I don't know, but you, you still want to be able to give the newborn the attention that you gave your firstborn. And I think that's really difficult because I'm just not sure that they do get the same level of attention. Um, I mean, I'm a second child and I've never felt like I have been deprived attention. Um, I mean, I obviously don't remember being a newborn, so I don't think you have to worry too much. But it's something that I will definitely share more of as I go through this experience, because right now I'm kind of focused on getting to that 12-week scan and... Just knowing that everything's okay and desperately trying not to get ahead of myself, which is I find really difficult. I'm a planner in some aspects of my life. In fact, oh my gosh, what was it? I absolutely have to find this. I found this hilarious. So there's an amazing baby shop near me in Sidmouth called Crane and Kind. They're online and they're great and they're run by the two most loveliest um, girls, sisters. And what did you put on her? Hang on, I have to find it. It was brilliant. Oh, please don't say it. it's gone. Here it is. Okay, on their stories yesterday, I feel like this sums me up perfectly. And I've never read anything like this before where I've thought that is just completely and utterly me. Does anyone else feel like they are a lazy perfectionist with ADHD and chronic fatigue who is pretty chill besides the occasional panic attack and loves their friends but hates people? <laughs> I thought that was brilliant it was so good and I just read that and I was like oh my gosh I, I just I really think that's me <laughs> I don't know if anyone can relate if you can relate to what I've just said please will you message me on Instagram or I don't know put something on your stories and tag me because it's just so funny um okay what other question have we got any questions left I think I've covered them there were loads on Christmas loads on sleep um what else I think that's it yeah that's it guys so I'm gonna leave you there I'm gonna love you and leave you and catch up with you guys next week I'm really hoping I have this wonderful lady who um if you're listening please you me be back there was a lovely lady who came on uh, well who messaged me and we were gonna uh, organize a podcast to come and talk about potty training um and things like that and she was a wonderful support for new parents. Um, and she messaged me and we were so close to organizing the podcast. And then for some reason, one of her emails just got lost in my inbox and, um, I messaged her and she's probably had enough of me. Um, but I'm really hoping that she will come back on or come on the podcast and talk about potty training because I have so many questions, especially with my attempts at doing this next week. Obviously, when I speak to you guys on the podcast next week, we'll be halfway through Uh, my goal of four days. I'm really not expecting it to happen in four days, by the way. Um, But Amaldine is so very ready that I'm hoping I can maybe do some kind of reward chart, which then leads to the gift at the end. I don't really know if that's the right way to do it. Should 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 you be giving a gift to your child if they potty train? I don't know. But it could also just be a gift from her father coming back from work, because he's been away for away for four days, and bless him. Oh, he's so, he's really cut up about going away for four days. <laughs> um, he's not sure how he can do it. He's been away for um, a day. Well, technically, he didn't see her for two nights, but he was away for a day working uh, on Monday, and he missed her so much because obviously he's been so he's been here since March, just constantly here um which has been wonderful wonderful for amandine just amazing for Amaldine. she's so lucky in that respect um but yeah anyway i'm gonna love you and leave you because it's actually turned into a long podcast so i'm really really sorry okay I'll speak to you guys next week. Have a lovely rest of your week. Please subscribe if you haven't already. Please leave a review if you haven't already. It really, really makes a huge difference if you love my waffle. Um, If you've got any topics you want me to talk about, then please message. If you're not yet following, head over to Mum Talk Podcast on Instagram and follow where I am. I am going to build up our community there so we can all interact with each other somehow, some way. I did start a Patreon page um which I mentioned quite a few episodes ago. Um, it didn't quite take off in the way I was hoping to, to build the community through that. Um, but I'm not giving up. I am not giving up. Um, we'll do it. We will we will connect somehow. Um, okay. Bye. <laughs> I really am going now. Bye!